Welcome back to another episode of The Base Never Die. I am your host, Kanye Masechli. I'm here with Lisa Mutala. I'm here with Bones. And we are here post Valentine's to get an extra special DD to discuss the impact of heartbreak in football. Thomas Tuchel's Bayern Munich. Oaks, I said it jokingly the first time. At what point do, do the footballing bodies intervene and have a conversation with this coach who is clearly, clearly suffering some kind of mental anguish? His abilities as a coach, his decision-making, his team's performances since the news came to public light about what's been happening in his personal life, his private life, have de- definitely, definitely impacted a coach who I held, in, or held at least, in very high regard, losing to Lazio to, to, this, um, to this version of uh, Maurizio Sarri, I think is uh, quite damning. Honestly, honestly. It's, it's something I'm very concerned about. Siba, where do you stand? How did you, what did you make of Bayern versus, uh, versus Lazio? Uh, it's, it's not even just the, the Lazio game for me, for, for my answer. I, it's, it was in the Bayern Leverkusen game as well, which I got to catch as well, thank goodness. It's toothless. Toothless is the word that I would use for Bayern Munich. I think there's some stats out there that they haven't had shot on target in, in the first half. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, but in the first half, they didn't have a minute against Leverkusen. They barely had any either. Mm. Um, you know, there's obviously the more lofty talks of the Kane curse and, you know, why the hell are we buying Eric Dyer, that kind of stuff. But Bayern Munich didn't always look like this this season. Mm-hmm. There was a point where they were firing on all, all cylinders where they would say Kane is going to break Lewandowski's goal record. There was all those things happening, and yet now... It's after last night, I'm, I'm pretty sure that they're going to crash out, if not this stage, the next stage of the Champions League. I've got no faith in them to continue. Nothing whatsoever? No. You, you, like, league title hopes? Do you think those are dusted as well? Uh, honestly, I'm leaning towards Leverkusen. Uh, I mean, we've all been stung by that kind of thing before. Me and us football fans have been watching this sport for a long time, but it's really looking like Leverkusen are going to take it. Mm-hmm. And Bones, what, what did you think of... Uh... Of heartbreak, Tuchel, and Bayern's performance. Um, I'd saw, I'd say I saw a bit of the heartbreak in the Chelsea reign um, when, <laughs> um, when he got, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Authority to kind of also oversee the the, the transfers, and I, I think, I think he does need time away from the team, um, from football in general. Um, just to do some some Thomas work um, because <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, since since what has happened, you can only say that his 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 reputation is slightly it, like almost every game it diminishes, um, and Thanks. as 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 was noted, um, the team hasn't always played like this. There was a there was a point in the season when they were actually flowing and. Um, things seemed like they were about to make sense. Um, and I think, I, I won't lie, at the beginning of the season, I might have pinned um, Bayern to have been a favourite, just based off how well they were playing at the beginning. Um, but Thomas, um, yeah, Thomas Muller made it, had a, had a rant after the game, after the Leverkusen game, <clears throat> basically exclaiming that, like, it, it's not necessarily up to the coach now at this point, like, we as players, there's no inspiration on the pitch. You know, people aren't running. We're not looking for solutions. Um, 
And you saw a bit of that against Lazio. I think they did have opportunities before the goal. Um, and you could say maybe just um, unluckiness or maybe a, uh, um, losing a bit of confidence, like with, with the Musiala chance. You know, you put that down to just like the game flow. But mm. as we say, it's, it's, it's kind of been piling up. And the PR in his personal life doesn't, it doesn't help when things aren't working on the pitch. So I think also he just needs time to work on himself, work on whatever's going on, so that when he comes in, there's no other reasons for why people can even try and look for why things aren't making sense. No, look, I think, I think above all else, what you pointed out there, uh, Miller's rant is very poignant because, you know, this is a Bayern squad that needs a refresh. Like, Goretzka has been at Bayern for a very, very long time. They're still, they're still wheeling out a version of Kimmich that it feels like Tuchel very clearly doesn't want or doesn't rate. Uh, Kingsley Coman, shout out to him, but like, wow, still Kingsley Coman. Um, they've got Serge Gnabry, who's extremely injury prone at this point in time. Shout out Thomas Muller, but he was here in, this, in South Africa in 2010. You know, we're 14 <laughs> years, we're 14 years later. It's just like, it might just be that the squad is in need of a proper, a proper like, re, like reshaping. And I think what they were doing with Nagelsmann might have made more sense than trying to go for a, I don't want to call him a win-now coach, I think he's more capable, but someone more short-sighted in, in Thomas Tuchel. It might not even be him necessarily, as, as, you, as you're alluding to. It might just be that Bayern themselves need to change. Um, Mr. Mashikwa, how do you see Thomas Tuchel's plight and Bayern as a whole? First of all, thanks for having me, guys. Sorry, uh, I had a few meetings, but uh, I had to join in. On, on, on another moment in history. <laughs> um, I, I, I just want to say, uh, going off of what Bone said, uh, I'm going to nyat you, not because I disagree with anything you've said. I think everything you've said is spot on. But, <laughs> but this Thomas, is... This Thomas, is... Thomas say, say that again? Thomas, I think it's <laughs> I, I think this is the therapy part and not the base never die because every episode where we're talking about coaches failing, Oaks are bringing up friends that died, <laughs> the need for sabbaticals. You know, <laughs> I, I hear, again, everything that's being articulated, I agree with. I just think it's funny how, like, in, in this era of football, because we're so pro-mental health, <laughs> when Oaks are clearly unhappy whilst coaching, they're talking about other things. Guys, I promise you, Wenger... Fergie, they also were going through hell. Wenger didn't talk to his daughter for how many years? But anyways, anyways, again, not to say anything is, is incorrect, but I just find it funny how, because we're so conscious of the mental side of things, how the moment Oaks are performing shit, it's, 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 it's brought up. Um, in terms of Tuchel and Bayern, um, um, I, I, again, echoing the same sentiments as Bone, Bones, sorry, uh, Tuchel right now reminds me of, you know when we're younger and uh, you're playing like Put a disky off the school. You're playing ball off the school, and you play for like four hours. And Oaks haven't they haven't drank water, <laughs> they haven't eaten. They're clearly tired, but they're saying nah. <laughs> last goal wins. Last goal. That fatigue, that 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 inability to trap the ball because your legs are just finished. That is how I view Thomas Tuchel as a coach right now. He is a thousand. He's a thousand percent a capable coach. He's undeniably talented. Undeniably. Uh, able to oversee a rebuild because I agree, Kanye, when you're talking about Bayern needing to kind of revamp their identity. But I don't think Tuchel is a win now coach because 
what he did, and, and you did acknowledge that, but what he did at Dortmund and what he built at Chelsea, like those are very much squads for the future. So mm-hmm. I, I do think there is a fatigue in Tuchel innately that is perfectly aligning with the fatigue of Bayern as an institution that is resulting in the situation. I think Tuchel is a tired coach who has clearly got a lot going on in his personal life. Um, and Bayern Munich are an institution who are trying to rinse and repeat, like, you know, what got them to this point or, the, or their success over the past two decades. And it's, you know, it, when you look at that in juxtaposition to Perez and Madrid, and you know I'm number one slanderer of Madrid, but I must give daps to how that club was run because Perez does not look to rehash success of the, po- of the past uh, uh, in new renditions of the Galacticos. Yes, there's still star players being signed, but he didn't lose Ronaldo and try to replace Ronaldo. Well, he did try. He saw that wasn't working, and he said, damn that youth project. Prior to Ronaldo, he, he obviously had like a Spanish, a Spanish call that was at the root of Real Madrid. And when that was done, he didn't say, let me get more Spaniards. He said, nah, let's go international. And prior to the Spaniards, there was the, the Zizus, the Ronaldos, the, so like the Beckham. So I like the ever-evolving ethos that Real Madrid used. And when you look at Bayern, where it was, okay, robbery was the thing, right, with, with, a, with a poaching forward, whether that was Gomez or, or, or Pizarro or whoever, with a poaching forward, um, that then dies down. So you then get Kingsley Coman and Gnabry, um, who are lesser versions of that. But now that was kind of the thing. And Lewandowski up top, up top of course. And they're just trying to rehash that. Then Lewandowski goes and then they get Kane. And then, you know, Gnabry gets injured, so they bring in Sané. So it's kind of just like they're trying to replace the same profiles over and over again. And Nagelsmann, who did offer something different, as you pointed out, you know, was scrutinized unfairly, and they pulled the plug on that very abruptly. And now they're in this weird phase of they almost kind of reminding me of Man United, like where, like Man United around Di Maria, like that era, where it's like what do we do? We have these assets. Who do we play? What direction do we go? So I think, again, uh, I, I was obviously joking around, but I, I, I agree with everything Bones has said. I agree with everything you've said in terms of Tuchel, the individual, and the, the, the mental fatigue that he is carrying. But I think it's exa- that's exa- that's not at the core of the, at the root of the issue. It's exacerbated by Bayern Munich and the bureaucracy that doesn't want to give a coach the freedom to problem solve it's like okay go it's like, it's like it's like having an african parent go do this you start doing it and they're like no do it the way i want it done and then nothing gets done because you can't do it the way they want it done so it's 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 a damned if i do damned if i don't situation for tuchel and as bone said with each loss it just reflects poorly on him because Bayern is that one institution where for whatever reason the coach doesn't i mean the, the, the coach bears the, the the brunt of of of, of the failure no, you, you, you've, said a, you've said a lot in that one sentence. There's too, there's too much to, to try and pick it at once, but I think <laughs> more, more, more than anything else, what, what, I, what I picked up, I think, is extremely poignant is trying to replace the, like the same profiles over and over again. I think that, that truly is Bayern's biggest issue right now, that they're trying to just plug and play instead of trying to evolve. And For sure. Honestly, I think... I think the fact that they are like, <laughs> that at board level is at least a, a somewhat positive indicator. So I have to ask you, Mr. Basmatella, we know Tuchel can't continue in this state. He needs to go home and to see his family and, and to try and 
and then connecting to himself. <laughs> Who do Bayern look to now? Because there's obviously a, a preference for a German coach. I think they've shown that much. I don't think it can be Jurgen Klopp, honestly speaking. I, I can't. So they kind of fucked unless they, they make this major change. Because I can't think of a German coach that would be that solution. They, they've already let go of a man whose name Hansi Flick. Um, you know, they've, they've already had him. He's come and gone. I, I don't know if he'd return after he left the way he did for Germany as soon as they came calling. So what, what next for Bayern? Or are we all like overreacting and they're going to steamroll Lazio and just and make it seem like we're speaking our asses? Um, I do think that there's an expiration date on Tuchel. I think Tuchel is um, a good coach, really good top-flight coach. He's just, as you said, he's a human being. He's dealing with a lot right now, which is fine. My answer is Julian Nagelsmann. You think he returns? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Julian Nagelsmann not only would take that job again, I think it would be healthy for Bayern to reinstate him as a good faith thing towards everyone in the institution. Uh, that they can take accountability for uh, panic moves. Uh, sometimes not all the decisions they make are the best or right or whatever. And the best thing for them is to believe in someone, um, a young, talented German coach uh, who's, who's honestly done, done better than Tuchel has. What was it? Uh, he lost 10 games in 84. Mm-hmm. And he only lost eight. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, he, he did really well for them. And it was at a time where Bayern made a panic move out of hubris. Mm. And this has brought, I think, a sense of humility to lose to Lazio in the Champions League. Mm. Just lock them down a peg, just enough to consider things a, a bit less subjectively. Mm. Um, I think Nagelsmann would be the perfect pick. Uh, but you know no, what I'm saying? No, no. So I, I think the issue is that, for, like with that prediction for me, is they already made it and they parted ways. I can't imagine they'll do it again. I, I don't think he would go back, especially with the way he was treated. And they just have done this before, though. No, they definitely have. I don't know if you do it a year after your, your ex leaves you. Dude, you he was it. there. He was there. Sorry to cut you up. He was there laughing at them when they were losing against Frankfurt. Okay, you're just going to infer that that's what he was laughing at? Uh, I wouldn't lie, the optics look horrible. We don't know. I'm just going over what was reported, eh? No, no, that's the killer. Okay, that's fine, fine, and everything, but like, come on, like, come on. <laughs> did he, did he walk up the sign and say, This chuckle is fine? Fuck you, it's, fine. Like, it, it's, it's giving, it's, it's, it's giving, look at Tomino's face. <laughs> <laughs> this is giving, giving, look at Tomino's face. Oh, God. Okay, no. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to interject there. Yeah. No, no, I, no, I, I just, I just wanted to say that um, Xavi Alonso, anyone? I don't think that Xavi Alonso. That'd, would that'd be too lazy. Yeah, that'd be too yeah, lazy. I honestly think that the Liverpool job is the most attractive to him. It makes the most sense. That or Madrid, to be honest. But Carlo, <laughs> King Carlo, <laughs> Carlo seems like he has time. He and is already extended though. So. Yeah, so it's 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 it's, it's Liverpool really. So I can yeah. but to. to to answer directly your, your question, I'm sorry to interject here, but um, I think football is right now where it was around 2008, where all of the managers that were experienced either had horrible PR or just weren't looking good. Um, 
Sven Eriksson there, it's, it's, it, that was, you know, uh, a manager of England is the person that comes to mind with the PR, wasn't the greatest, but he was, quote-unquote, a good coach. A few of, like, the English the English guys as well, their names escape me right now. And I think it's now the era, uh, currently we're entering the era where new coaches are going to have to evolve to the top level, right? So football from, like, 08 to 2012 saw that. So we saw Pep Guardiola kind of come out of nowhere, take, take the footballing world by storm, you know, your 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 Brendan Rogers and all of these guys are making names from the, for themselves around the world. So I think that's where football is right now. I went from Pep to Brendan Rogers, but anyway, it's fine. Yeah. No, but you know what I'm saying. First of all, he had you screaming in grade ten. Don't do that. You, don't, Kiva, don't, you, don't, you, used to, you used to enter rooms doing the savage dance. Don't do that to your king. Oh my goodness, he did. <laughs> don't, don't, that, that's not right. <laughs> Brendan Rodgers is he's the reason you started learning Portuguese. Don't do that. Don't do that to Brendan. But you but you but, 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 but you, can, can we stop saying can we stop phrasing this way? Can, don't say having You loved him. But, but, he holds a special place in your heart. You know he does. You have a soft spot for Brendan Rodgers. I don't have any soft anything spots anything for any anyone. I'm I'm good with Brendan Rodgers. He's just not on the level. Pep, you you you, you 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 Lizzie, but you kiss your wrist to this day when something something good goes your way. You still you do. <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you. <laughs> yes, I've never done that because I'm a real human being in the real world. I've, oh, I've seen. <laughs> I don't do that. I've seen you write a script. I've seen, I've, seen, I've seen you. I've seen you write a script and kiss your wrist. Don't do that, bro. That's insane. What are you talking about? What are you talking about now? We're, we're, we're wavering too far. We're wavering too far. Back to right. the point. You have to pick, no, no, you have to pick a coach to buy. Who is it? Okay. See, that, that's that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm saying. I don't have an answer to that. It's the same way. If in 20, 2008, you asked Barcelona, "Who is your next coach?" There wasn't an answer to that. So, you're, so the, you're the coach, the coach has to emerge. We all know. The, I, I really believe that the era we're in right now is the one where, you know, Deserby is a good example of that. Where I'm not saying he's ready for this jump to a buy-in, but that's where football is. I think the the coaches, the the the, the old guard have definitely. I think the the leaving of Klopp uh, is significant in that it's showing that the guys who replaced the Vengas and the the the, the you know Ancelotti's and the the Fergies, those guys are now getting tired. They're now getting fatigued. They're now perhaps looking for just a break or other ventures. So I think this is now where the, the next generation of, of, of coaches, not necessarily in age, but in terms of, you know, uh, notoriety or success are going to come through. I think the, the coach, the next coach of Bayern Munich, I wouldn't be surprised if it ends up being a coach from the Bundesliga that we're not all privy to or that most of the people aren't privy to. I really wouldn't be surprised to see that. Okay, okay. Bones, you have to give a quick answer. Who's the coach that you'd roll with if you're buying, buying director right now? Um, I would agree. I would agree with Sheikhs that it's it's hard to say. And, you know, not to, not necessarily that the person will emerge, but it, it will take a concerted effort on the buy-in board to, one, know what they want as far as style of play and, you know, maybe player player management, whatnot, and then just be intentional about going for that. So, yeah, it, as, as, as Sheik's alluded to, that it, it might be um, a new era of, of coaches that, uh, you know, they're looking to as opposed to um, the more established, um, renowned coaches nowadays that might not kind of do 
might not be adept to adjusting to football or to whatever Bayern needs to be successful now in this era. So, so no name, no name. Nah, I'm not gonna give a name. Nah, I don't know. <laughs> wow, uh, lovely guys. We uh, great stuff. I said a stump gentleman here, clearly. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, I, I don't know, eh? Like, uh, could be anybody. Jeez, eh? uh, good question. Guys. Good question. Okay. Uh, don't know what to say. I'll, I'll, I'll put my neck on the line. Pause, and I'll say Marco Rosa. Uh, I was gonna say Leip- Leipzig coach. Say. He hasn't been incredible there. Um, I think Leipzig only fifth right now. In any case, I think he was on the trajectory when he went to Dortmund in the first place. I think he was really good at Gladbach getting him to the Champions League. True. Um, he's not. He's not German. So again, it is still. Well, actually, no, he is German. I think he's Swiss. Is I don't he, know I why. He was Austrian. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Same. But uh, I, I don't know him. So who am I to say? He can identify however he wants to. It's the way that they say Rosa. Yeah, they don't. They don't say it like he's German. Yeah. But yes, um, with all of that being said, I, I, th- I think Bayern are still quite reluctant to get people who need to adapt to the Bundesliga. I think they always they want some degree of familiarity, comfort with like the the league itself before you think continental too soon. So if I if I had to if I had to put my money on anyone, I'd say Marco Rosa. He's he's also quite young. And yeah, I'd be. What about, what about he, he, I, okay. Benny McCarthy, Benny McCarthy, Patrick Vieira. Definitely. Why are we not saying this? Why are you guys not? What do you mean? Why is the world not expecting that to happen? Why are we not? Clip, clip, clip this. Clip this. This is our clip. Patrick Vieira, next Bayern coach. This is our Patrick clip. Patrick Vieira should be the next coach of Bayern. Let's just be honest, guys. Okay. So, in all seriousness, though, um, we we we've got our jokes. I need you guys. No, 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 no. No, Kanye. Okay, just to just to address the Marco Rose, Rosa thing. Um, I think I think he did a great job at Dortmund. Um, they looked, you know, like they looked like a real side. And Dortmund is a weird club in 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 how how they present. And you know, it, sometimes they look like they can beat anyone. Other times they look like a mid-table side. They they're weird. But I I will. I don't know. I just think. I look, I think that's a great shout. You know what? Let me actually let me actually side with you. I think that's a great shout because that's kind of the coach I was looking for. Of course, he is a bit more seasoned. He has he has coached two Champions League sides. Leipzig are good. Uh, I think three Salzburg. He was at Salzburg before Martin Gladbach, right? He was. Right. So that that is actually along the lines of who I was speaking to. The name the names escape me now, but it's a coach of that ilk. Someone who may be on the periphery of tier one as opposed to just having this long list of available coaches i don't think that's the era we're in um so yeah you and see we're we're nothing else for not being able to give a name but that's that's along the ilk of what i was speaking to Mm. okay okay so you're gonna give kanye's answer thank you thank you so much you're you're just angry because i said you started danced into rooms (laughs) 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 but 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 that being said let's move away from Bayern. second leg are we expecting anything are we think, mm, we think yeah. that they'll they win that regardless? Yeah, they have to, right? Yeah, at home. I expect that. I expect them to win. Yeah, I think it's like a 3 0, dude. Bones, anything? You, th- you think Lazio might have some juice there? Nah. Nah. I think it'll probably be like a 2 0. Mm, mm, tough, tough. Uh, before we move on, I'd just like to say uh, man of the match in the Champions League game between Bayern and Lazio, Mateo oh. Guendouzi. Oh, God. I, I, I think that cannot be left unstated. 
but enough, enough. I, I, won't, I won't linger for too long. Um, in the other game, we also saw Real Madrid beat Marco Rosa's side. Um, Brahim Diaz, lads. Mm. He's returned. He, he's, 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 got, he's gone back to, to Real Madrid after... I, I want to say unsuccessful for when you, when you play as little as he did the first time around. He's played more, more times in this season for Real Madrid than he did in that entire season uh, in his first stint. So, to call him unsuccessful would be a bit harsh, I think. What, what, what have you made of it? Uh, Mrs. Mashikwa, you, I remember you had quite, uh, quite specific views about what he needs to do. What, what did you think about, about his performance and just him this season? Brian Diaz, he gives Phil Foden, right? And when I say that, I don't mean it in a, in a negative way or necessarily a positive way. What I'm saying is he's, a very, he's, a, he's, he's the product of academy football, quite clearly is technically out of this world, technically supreme. I liked him at, at Milan when he was on loan there. He obviously became a staple in that side for those, what, three seasons he was there. Um, I just don't think he can fit into a full-strength Real Madrid side because he doesn't specialize in any one thing. And that is why I make the Phil Foden comparison, right? It's He's kind of a cam, but he can't play in the pocket consistently he doesn't like the physicality of a cdm or of a center back pushing on him so he tends to drift wide and occupy the spaces that your, your wingers would occupy and whilst madrid are playing with a with, with a false nine or with that floating it's kind of what city did that 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 champions league run in 2020 2021 when foden was going nuts um it's kind of a similar thing where he's just has the freedom to to to, to create overloads and to float into different spots pockets and spots and that's fine in this team but if you get an Mbappe in as we saw today you know I, um, I don't know if you guys addressed it at the beginning of the pod he, he, he may leave if you get a full a, a full on nine in you now need a player that's less like less less freedom and more strategic and tactical you need a player like Bobby Firmino who is intentional about the spaces they occupy as opposed to kind of just floating around the pitch. So I, I know this sounds like hate. I think he was phenomenal. I think he's been really good since he's come back, but I just don't know what he looks like at in a Real Madrid team that is not hindered in terms of availability or in terms of spending and who they bring into their squad. I think he needs to figure out what he is and refine that, that, that palette, or he'll be a Phil Foden and kind of float in and out of the starting 11 for the next three, four years. Cause he's also, He's relatively young. I think he's our age. He's a 99, I think, or 98. Um, so, yeah. 99. Yeah. So, I think he's a good player, class player, class performance. He's been good the past few games. But I just don't know what you that looks like in a room with your team with, uh, an, with identity and with star players, like more star players. I don't know what he looks like in there. Mm. Bang at Arsenal, though. Hey, I don't yeah. actually think so. I, I mean, she's compared him to Foden. I see him as Emil Smith Rowe, but Spanish. Mm. Oh. I, I, I think that he would be in and out of the side in the, in the same way. I think he is the same issue of not being quite a midfield, not being quite a forward, but being very tidy with the ball. You know, he's like lovely to watch, genuinely. When Emil Smith Rowe is driving at the ball and Brian Diaz, you know, gets a chance to make that run, he can be very direct. But those kinds of players often end up defined more by moments than they're defined by really, really good games all around. I hear you. Not they don't. They're not good nineties. Yeah, the the the, 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 the involvement flickers. I think someone like I think the best thing Bram Diaz and I hate that it's such a lazy comparison because it's also a Spanish number ten would be like an Isco. He is. And, yeah. 
And, yeah, and, and, and I think the, the issue with that is that even Isco needed something so super specific like Madrid playing a diamond to really become that guy. And again, yeah. I think goes far more naturally talented than, than Diaz is, as good as he is. And unfortunately, mm. if Madrid play a diamond, it's Jude at the tip of that diamond, not him. So, yeah, so, um, so to his point, it's just like there is no real role for him here. He's, he's, he's a utility player. Absolutely. I, I don't think that Madrid play, if Mbappe does go to Madrid, I don't think that they play a diamond, to be honest. Mm. It doesn't maximize. Right now, it works. Okay. Because Jude being injured, for example, Diaz playing in that position, as we've talked about, he's the person that overloads spaces, whatever. Great. They need that. Mm. They need that right now. It's, and Schwartz is a very smart manager, obviously. And um, it's, he's got the personnel for that position and for, the, for that formation right now. Because when they're not playing a diamond, it's a flat four-four-two. Mm. That's how they. That's how they've been playing this season. Um, whereas we, like Hendrik and Mbappe, come. Mm. I think it's four-two-three-one all the way, baby. I'm glad they've been aligned there. Yeah, it, 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 it's not. It's, that, that's the perfect way to utilize this Madrid team, I think. Mm. If Mbappe uh, comes. If Mbappe comes, because I mean, Guller being like um, a right attacking midfielder, I think is great for him. Mm. Great for him, Rodrigo. I wish we I wish we could give you more body, but like that's just that's you're just, a right winger, brother. You're a right winger, like sorry. learn to cross. <laughs> yeah, you, better, you better learn how to do that. Le- learn to cross. <laughs> learn to cross. He's, he's got to do that because I mean, obviously, I think if Mbappe goes to Madrid, he's a striker. Uh, I don't think the Vinny left wing is Vinny going to play right wing. That nah, 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 he's going to be striker, and then Hendrik will fill in for it. Uh, um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think uh, that's that's probably the best way to go. Brahim Diaz, I do think he should move. I think he should move. Bones, where where are you and Brahim? I like him. I like him a lot. Um, I was also, hey, yo. actually today. I also thought of um, Foden when I was thinking of him, and I and I realized why City were probably okay to let him go because they had you know a very similar play in Foden, and I think probably Foden can occupy more spaces than Brahim, but. I would say that, to Sheikh's point, in in the most ideal starting eleven, I don't think he gets in, and I think, unfortunately, just he. I feel like he's he's gonna end up being like a, a Callejon in his best season at Madrid, like a very good, uh, very good mm. impact player. That's a That's a No, 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 A very, a very good impact player. He won't see. He won't see his peak at Madrid. He will have to probably move away to get those opportunities. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to grow into himself like that. But he would still find a role that I think would be of use, especially if the team's successful. As I said, success and as a team takes a lot of the um, pain in, in the ego as far as not getting the minutes that you want. Um, and, you know, Ancelotti is also very good at integrating players and making them find a role and exceeded that role. So, as I said, I think he'd be a very good squad player, but I don't think he'll ever reach whatever his ceiling is in a Madrid shirt. Yeah. No, that, and, that, and that makes sense. Honestly, the fact that we've seen him win the league with with Milan probably speaks to that the best. Um, but but Sheiks, I know you you were taking us somewhere. I'd l- like to hear from you, sir. Uh definitely forgot my points. So mm. we're just gonna have to move on. Like it's gone. It's gone. I'm so sorry. And, and that's fair. And that's fair. 
Um, while, we're, while we're in this interlude, before we move to the next topic, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to that guy, Sebastian, Sebastian Ale. What a fucking story. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What a fucking story. Awesome. He saved the continent. He, he, he did something <laughs> very, very big for me personally. I don't know what the group would have looked like if Toby had won, if, if Toby and his people were successful on that day. I, um, I will forever be grateful for, for what he provided, provided for us this Sunday. It felt like, it, it felt like he, he knew I was watching. There was, there's a moment before, before his, his winner where he tried a bicycle. Audaciously, very audaciously. And I thought, what are you now? Right now, you name it, you got the headlines, you, you read. Mm-hmm. And then he scored up to it. I said, ah, who am he, I? He believes. Who, who am I? You know, sometimes it pays to be audacious. It, pay, it serves you to believe. I, I do want to say something as well in this discussion. Mm. I think, you know, with this year being us as South Africans celebrating 30 years of democracy, mm. I'm just so grateful that I can celebrate my own version of uh, Mandela's win with what Sebastian Haller did. Mm. In my eyes, he's a figure that important. Okay. What he's done for this continent. Mm. Um, he, he, he needed to wow. win this. He needed to. Like, he, what he has prevented mm. from uh, the, the, the threats mm. that was coming our way, mm. it, it's, it's exceptional. He's heroic to me. Mm. There should be a statue built for him. I mean, his personal journey is... Yeah, that's that's pretty amazing. That's pretty incredible. But for us, though, mm. for us mm. as South Africans, the mm. fact that Toby didn't win, mm. wow. he, he saved us. Truly. He saved he saved us. That's mm. like a Mandela moment. Mm. No, truthfully, this should be the clip, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think and I think I think well, the nice thing about him from a footballing perspective is uh, obviously the sport is cyclical. So we, we, we were obsessed with small technical players and now we're kind of seeing the, physic- the physicality in all positions coming back and being prioritized. So it's nice to see a true traditional nine win a game doing what a true traditional nine does. That goal... Back, back to basics. That, yeah, back to basics. That goal was like, you know, 99 Champions League final. Like Teddy Sheringham and Sosa, the goals they scored. It's like... A bit, it looks scruffy, but that's trained. That's what a, that's what a striker does in training. You know that 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 from from an optical point of view, I, I did enjoy that because, as we know, football is very dogmatic and people love groupthink. So if if enough coaches are playing with 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 small diminutive strikers, that's what the world is going to believe is the only way you can play football. So seeing him win, I also I'd even extend that to saying he saved football to a certain extent, just from. Just reminding us that there's multiple different ways to win a football game, you know. So I I, I love seeing a, a a big nine do what a big nine is supposed to do. Yeah. No, honestly, Cote was Cote was miracle, uh, a great great moment for football in many many ways. Mm-hmm. But that being said, that being said, there are other things we, we have to we have to touch on. Uh, Bones, Manchester United seem to have some kind of a grip. <laughs> they 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 took advantage of a. A, a hapless Aston Villa, it felt like. You know, Charlotte Douglas Louise like celebration. We'll always have time for the celebration. But Villa are now one win in seven. They've got more injuries now as well. You beat a team that has been good this season, but might not necessarily be good right now. So what do you think about where United are and, and that win specifically? What did it do for you? Scott McTominay to the rescue once again. Hmm. Um, I mean, look... Uh, as you say, Villa are hampered, but um, they're a team in the top half, they're a team above us, and we were playing away. So 
we needed that W. I, I don't care who we playing it. We needed that W. So that that was good. Um, just as far as you know, putting a dent into how bad our um away record is against like top nine. Yeah, top nine. Is it like top nine? Top. top yeah, nine. top nine. Top half. All, yeah, top half. Top, top, top half. It's, it's awful. It's all, <laughs> the whole league. Um, the whole league. The whole league. Half the league. Half the league. <laughs> anyway, um, so I think I think uh, I, I think I wouldn't say we're making a turn because I think a lot of this is just down to us actually having more of our starting players back. So a lot of people are just more familiar with what Ten Hag initially was trying to do because how they're playing now is similar to how they were playing. At the beginning, well, not the beginning of the season, probably midway through the season, just before we started getting injuries last season, um, when we had a full squad and th there was a kind of plan sort of cooking. I wouldn't say it's there, but, you know, you could kind of see where he's going with it. Um, and I think we're getting to that again. I think we're getting to that again just because we're getting players back. Um, I think losing Martinez is going to be a hit. And I think that is going to lead to... You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even say that it's going to lead to this purple patch, uh, kind of sobering us up. But I, I do think that, um, you know, he he is really important to how we play. And we're, it's good that Harry Maguire is back because um, he's also playing quite well nowadays. Um, wow. So, yeah, yeah, he's playing quite well. I, I I'll say nothing about my ex captain. He's 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 done what I want. Like what what is actually quite exemplary as a footballer. Um, things weren't going against him, and he just put his head down, waited for his chance, and when he got his chance, he, he took it. Um, and he's we've needed him ever since he came back into the team. Um, so I'm I'm just glad I'm glad that there is starting to look like there is a bit of direction. But I am also quite conscious that that's also just due to a lot of our players coming back. Um, so I mean I think that also I think can be. A, can be accredited to what a lot of the hysteria is as far as why United fans panic so much. But like, you know, when you have most of the team back, I think that's when you can really start to panic if, you got, if you're not getting what you want to see. Um, and we're getting more of what we want to see. So long may it continue. Hopefully, uh, hopefully we keep progressing. Um, and not too many injuries again. Um, I mean, Luke Shaw just left now as well. So, you know, it, it never really stops. But yeah, not just, just, it, just it, it's, it's a good sign. Just left us killing me like you went on leave. But I, I do hear you. I do hear you. I'll ask you though, like just, just, just a quick one. In a world where United stay injury free from this point onwards, top four or no? Let's hear. Let's hear. Let's hear. I could say top four. Four exactly. Ah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I wanted. That's what I want. That optimism. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. Oh, I hear it telling me delusional. Although like, that's, that is unlikely, though. <clears throat> it's unlikely that we have full health. No, no, don't let us. Don't, 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 don't let the noise. No, no, let the noise. Let the noise. No, don't let the noise impact you. Nah, stand, stand ten toes. Stand toes. Stand ten toes. No, honestly, I, I appreciate the caveat of like if the fitness prevails. But no, truly, you, you want to see that hope because that says to me, you're not all the way Ten Hag out yet. There's, there's an appreciation for the context of this job, which is rare, I think, for United fans. Usually very trigger-happy for both to say that there's still something. That's enough. Because I, I think Tabani first said it, when he said the players haven't 
thrown in the towel with him yet. And that's when he's done some questionable things. So, you know, for him to maintain some level of harmony, some level of belief is something because most fans don't look and say, United definitely have a plan cooking. There's something going on there. So I, I want to see it to, to its performance, personally, personally. But uh, United aside, Sheikhs, we have to discuss the elephant in the room. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is back. City have won all of their last five. I'm pretty sure it's uh, 11 of their last 11 games. Those are all competitions. Hmm. Are they about to go on the 20-game run? Is it oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the oh, time. Yeah, yeah, it's over. yeah. yeah, yeah no. Yeah, no, I think. We? What are you? You guys? What are you, you guys? Uh, what are you guys? You guys are on Saturday. What you, do you mean? Yeah, Trent's out. Spotlight's out. You guys are about to finish third. You guys are. You guys aren't guys anymore. Yeah, it is. Did you think you were still like with us? No, hold on, dude. Hold on, hold on. With top of the log, first and foremost. Of course, of course. Right. For now. Where, where are you guys, by the way? Um, I believe 2.5. You're third, right? Yeah, yeah. Two points behind. You're my talking about, I'm going to be, you're in third, man. Yeah. That's where you are. Yeah. So I think that's the textbook definition of projecting. Top of the, top, Look, top of the uh, log in fam. Uh, Shout out to the season. Other than that, other than that, Can I? Yeah. Um, yeah. Trent and Sobosla being injured. Yeah, no, look, it really sucks. You guys... You guys got all you guys back, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Very, still, very still, recently. Still third. Still third. Uh, so, um, all right. So, if I can I, answer the question that I was asked, asked me, if I can answer the question that was asked me, I, I'd love to speak. Fine with the Back to Zeke. Okay. So, sorry. I, I was very confused. Uh, as, as, as I was asking you as a fan of a side in a title race. It was very crazy what just happened there. Sorry, Yo, you guys had a... A full, a full on stat. That's incredible. Look, I'm, 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 I'm not on a serious note. I'm not with Kanye to say Liverpool are down and out, only because, only because it's a, it's, it's, it's the Klopp, the Klopp, uh, swan song. Um, but I will say, in terms of City specifically, uh, they're definitely going on a run. Like it's, you know, when De Bruyne, um, uh, I was watching CBS yesterday. And this this bastard had the audacity to say, "Yeah, I'm 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 only at sixty <laughs> percent." Said, "Fuck you," <laughs> and everything you love. So yeah, no, KDB is about to go on a run, and as a result, Sissy are about to go on a run. They're about to go crazy. Haaland is still finding his feet, finding his 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 fitness. But for me, all eyes are on the month of March, right? With um for Man City. In terms of the title race, I think they're definitely going to win everything in Feb. Come March is when I'm going to really eye in. For those who don't know, uh, they have Man City on Mar- they have Man United on March third. They then play Copenhagen on uh, March sixth, which is my birthday. Then they play Liverpool four days later on March tenth. Then the following weekend they play Brighton away, and then they end the month uh, playing Arsenal. So those five games, you know, will 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 tell me what the running is going to look like going into the end of the season because if my 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 desired situation is it's a thing of everyone equal footing chasing the league in that scenario i think it's a toss-up i think it's an absolute toss-up if arsenal are top of the table i don't back us if liverpool are top of the table i i think liverpool have lost the the there was an ice cold uh uh like aura about the squad in in, in in the golden years in the past few years, whether that's 
no 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 jokes whether that's you know someone like henderson in the presence he brought or the confidence he brought or fabinho i don't know what it was but it's not the same so if liverpool are top i also don't think it's going to end any other way than man city winning the league but if end of march i see you know and then actually four days after they play us they play villa so they have a tough run of games and if come april 4th you know it's neck and neck or no team has like more than a three-point lead at the top of the table i feel very confident you know going into the the the, the run end of, um the run the run end of the season uh so yeah i think it is scary hours but we've responded well we look to be finding our feet we i don't know what Steve is saying as having our whole squad we do not have our whole squad we just played without our best striker the last game um but yeah i think it's 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 exactly what i wanted in a premier league season um i think this is going to be the best season we've had in damn near what 10 years so it looks good it looks good no i i echo a lot of your sentiments there um although i i for some reason i mentioned this before i have more confidence about arsenal in the champions league than i do in the league um but when you mentioned cities cities run being uh, the March run specifically being the decisive one. I, 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 took the mo- I took a moment to look at everyone's last five fixtures, like for the season. And if, we, if we're saying la- like in the last stretch, if the gap is only three or four points, I think that Arsenal definitely have the hardest run. But I oddly think that serves us more than it would have in previous years. So I'll, I'll do it alphabetically. Um, Arsenal's last five games, they've got Wolves away, Tottenham away, Bournemouth at home, United at Old Trafford. Oh, yo. Yo, that one sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's Everton at the Emirates. It's Everton, end of the season. They're either relegated or fighting for their lives after point production. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly speaking, I don't know if you remember, start of the season, I said what I would give for Arsenal to win the league at Old Trafford. I, 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 think, I think we might have something there. Um, Liverpool's last five games, much easier in comparison. They go to, to Craven Cottage. They play Fulham. They, ha- they have an away game against West Ham. Against who knows, the boys will still be there after what Arsenal did this past weekend. Um, they then play the only side to have beaten them before Arsenal did and past the Coglu Spurs. They go away to Aston Villa and end the season hosting against Wolves. Yeah, so Liverpool Liverpool are chilling. Since his last five, they have to go away to Tottenham. They have to go away to Nottingham Forest and Nuno Espirito Santo. I don't know if he's he's still got that juice, but he's he's beaten Pep before. Yeah, that's a tough game for him. I I definitely can't imagine Elanga burning past Gavadio and and doing something. It wouldn't shock me if they cut a point there. Yeah. Um, they then play Wolves at home. Again, the, I think the first side that beat them this season. Mm. They then go to Cape Cottage and they end against Fulham. So, City's last three games are already to be straightforward. But, 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 no, sorry. If I could just, just kind of contextualize that. I think they're straightforward unless it's Pep because we've kind of just named teams that, you know, maybe not the last three, but... At least the the the, 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 the first three of the five the first, the first, first, the first yeah, the, yeah yeah the first the first two slash three of that five are a bit creepy for city just for city 
especially Spurs away. Spurs away is like our United away. That is not a nice game for Man City. Uh, so, so with all of that being said, with how we've handled big games specifically this season, if Arsenal had everyone fit, I I don't see a world where we don't win these games. I I I think we are best equipped for what these kinds of games are usually like. And uh, I, I said it in the last episode before we went on to win, to win 6-0. As much, I, as much as I don't doubt the City are about to go on that 20-game run, they will have won at least 20 games in a row by the time we play them. I think Arsenal are about to win the next, the next 10 games. Arsenal are going to be the title race by the time we get there. I'm not entirely sure Liverpool will still be fighting for the same things by the time we get there. I think Liverpool are going for a cup triple before anything else. But, but maybe I'm on. Maybe I'm a cup, on. Maybe a, cup, a, a cup triple. So Carabao Cup, FA Cup, and uh, Europa League. Steve, how would you feel about that team? Uh, I think Kanye's categorically wrong about that. But you know. No, no. Ah, whether I'm wrong or right, you, 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 that you can hold that as much as you want. We all know to the end. We're asking you how would you feel about my prediction. If, 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 if Liverpool were to just end Klopp's tenure with that three, those three cups. Wait, sorry. Can you repeat that? If if Liverpool were to end Klopp, Klopp's last season with the Carabao, the Europa, and the FA Cup as the only titles they won, how would you feel about that that end for for Jurgen Klopp? Uh, it'd be disappointing not to win the league, but otherwise, I think that'd be cool. Three cups okay. is a really nice season. That's a really great trophy. Or three trophies is great. Um, I don't agree about the league because look, I I, I get it that. Kanye wants to have this kind of optimism, like it's all there on the, on paper for this to look like it's going to be, but I, I get where it's coming from. I know this is coming from last season. I know this is coming from last season. What, the, the draw? No, the anxiety of wanting this to be like, it's so mapped. It's so, it's, Arsenal should go out 10 games, wins 10 Ws. It should happen. And I get that. I'm saying, I doubt it. I seriously doubt it for, for reasons that are beyond what I can back up with logic. Uh. Um, there is, I think Arsenal, okay, look, having Declan Rice in your team, I don't know if people laugh at me for this, but I, I, do, I do think that this is valid. The fact that he won a European Cup last season um, after pulling his team over the line to get there, I think is important for you guys this season. And the more you acquire, play, uh, acquire players who have that kind of, look, it's tense, it's um, crunch time right now, uh, winning mentality, then you will get those things. Arsenal are a young team in that, in that sense. That very talented, world at their feet, but still the, the, the big important stuff, Champions League, Premier League, he hasn't won that stuff. This team anyway. Mm. And I, and I know that, like, you don't win it until you win it. I get that. I'm not saying anything different. I'm just saying that my team, my team has won that stuff. There's a lot of Oaks in my team who have won that stuff. This, this is not a new situation for them. And those are the intangibles that I say, this is why I think you're categorically wrong. I feel that you are wrong because my team has shown that they can do this. They've shown it to me. Mm. They've shown me that they can get over the line. They've shown me Bagnol. They've shown me absolute <laughs> terrible <laughs> bullshit. I remember last season very well. Yeah, but you've gone over the line as well. But we have also gotten over the line, okay. which is why I keep optimistic. If 
if you guys want to answer, that's what I'd say. Okay. That's why I'm confident that we're going to be okay. Okay. Look, I, I can't argue against the fact that you've just done it more recently. Honestly, there's, you know, this is my first <clears throat> back in the Champions League in a long time. I'm saying we're going to win it. I am factually just a very, very optimistic and buoyant Arsenal fan. Maybe, sure. maybe foolishly so, but I, I think some of it is rooted in the fact that, truthfully, there were points, in, there were points last season where only Napoli were better than us in the world. Yeah. I think performance-wise. Yeah. But I'm going to try and hold something back for now and then ask you more generally, because we, we, we touched on this being clubs last season. What would you have marked as this season so far, your favorite moment league-wise, where you watched Liverpool and you were like, this is, this is, what, it's, this is what it's like when we hack club. That's... You didn't know what it was until then, but right now, what would you point, point towards? That's such a good question, uh, because for the first time in the Klopp era, I don't think it's against any of the top six. Mm. Um, that game against Toulouse, huh? Uh, <laughs> no, I think we lost against Toulouse. You beat them the first time. Yeah, but we did lose Toulouse, mm. which, which is so bad. I'm not going to choose that for sure. Um... In the league, I guess, uh, you know what? You know what I would say? Newcastle away. I, I thought so. That was, <clears throat> that, was, that was the Liverpool. Like, I remember, I think we were playing Burnley. Uh, we were playing Burnley or some bottom table club like that. Uh, and we had a corner, like, in the 90th minutes mm. that Sadio Mane scored. Mm. Uh, it was like a flick on header, like, from a ridiculously stupid angle. It was now a league winning season. Mm. And, like, after, like, watching that game in particular, I was like, oh, we're winning the league, man. We're winning the league. We're just, we're winning. We just win. We eke out those mm. wins. That was, watching that Newcastle game made me feel like that again. And uh, I was so happy that it was Darwin as well, because those chances are, chances that he misses tomorrow. Yeah. If he was playing tomorrow, he's going to miss them. But <laughs> that, that Hiss, it was, it was so there. I felt it like everyone in the team was, Ready and with it, I, I already appreciated that. I'm, I'm struggling to remember the game where Trent scored, Endo scored. Um, do you remember it was like a 5-4 or something like that? Um, I'm, Bournemouth. I'm Wasn't it Bournemouth? It might have been. Was it Bournemouth? It could be. I feel like you guys score lots against Bournemouth just a bit, surely. Yes, we, 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 we do be doing that. Um, let, me, let me check that for you, though. <laughs> it was Fulham. It was Fulham. It was Fulham. It was Fulham. Mm. Where McAllister, McAllister yes, scored yes. that that worldy. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Actually, all of the goals, all the goals we scored were incredible. Um, yeah, that was yeah, a great, great game. Hey. It was a great game. Yeah, yeah. That was that was yo, that was so exhilarating. I mean, that that I've I've talked about what I what it felt like for winning Klopp era. Mm. Um, that felt like early Klopp era. Mm. Where, like, mm. dude, why the hell are we conceding three against Fulham? Mm. But then I would say, no, 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 it'll be 4 3, though. Yeah. Don't worry, it'll be 4. It'll be 4 3. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was really nice. That was also a lovely game. Um, I'm sad, man. I'm sad this is a swan song because, yeah, I, I'm glad that in my early adult life, late teenage life, um, Liverpool have been so good and so entertaining to watch. It would really suck to see my team, like, become Man United or something. <laughs> and, like, no, I mean, I actually, I was about to apologize. I don't want to be disparaging. I absolutely do. Oh, that was going to be a lie. Um, it's just that I don't want to see my team become, like, not entertaining to watch. I love watching my team. And, you know, as Arsenal supporters as well, I'm sure you guys sympathize that from Wenger Ball to even what you got right now, you know, Arsenal have had ups and downs, but at least they're a quality team to watch. Mm. 
Like, it's nice to watch that football. Yeah. Um, sometimes. Sometimes, sometimes. But I'm saying, like you even said, uh, last season, you guys were only competing with Napoli in terms of performance-wise sometimes. Like, mm. the performance level was so high. People yeah. in your team performed so well. And that's really what I want. So that's what I'm scared of when Klopp leaves because he's given me that for so long. But, uh, yeah, let's hope we can just give him a league, man. It's, it's, I'm nervy. I'm nervy about this. Mm. But we'll see. Uh, Mr. Mishikwa, uh before we, we leave the prim analysis behind, your, your final vote, though, like right now, on these next three games, Liverpool versus Brentford, away. Ivan Tony, 3-3. Three three. What are you expecting from that game? <sighs> Liverpool-Brentford away. Um, Early your Oh, so, okay, so Liverpool-Brentford, lunchtime. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm going I'm going two two. Mm. Unfortunately, I must agree with you. Okay. Yeah, I know. Okay. It's it, it, it's only because it's like the first game on the Saturday. That's the only reason I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're betting on Tony then. I, I, yes, I, I ironically. So. Salah, Salah, Salah return Salah, might do Salah, something. It might do something. No, I can't. Do, I can't knock that. I can't knock that. Can't knock that. Okay. Okay. Um. Then Arsenal versus Burnley, 5 p.m. away. Surely we trounce them, but you know Arsenal can be weird. So Arsenal, Burnley, Arsenal, Burnley, 5 p.m. away. That's 5 p.m. SA time or UK time? 5 p.m. SA time, so like 3-ish UK time. Ooh. We're going we're gonna, to... We're gonna, a hard-earned 2-1. Okay, okay. And then lastly, uh, I'll ask both of you this, this question. City versus Chelsea at the Etihad. Is there anything? Is there any... 6-1 six, 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 six City. 6-1 City. Uh, Mr. Matala, anything. 1-1. 1-1. You think Pochis Chelsea have a little something for, for Pep Guardiola? Pochis Chelsea have anything for the team. Wait, wait. I, you I, said... I, you I said wait, 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 Tanya. You said, at, you said at the at the Etihad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 6-1. Oh, 6. six. Yeah. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure. Give give Porto Chelsea like an easy game or a middling game, and no, they they're toast. They have no idea. They 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 lack the the inspiration for that context. Mm. However, when it, they when when Cole Palmer when Cold Palmer looks at the lads and is okay ahead of a big game and says, "Oaks, everyone is watching us. It's do or die. Mm. This is what they'll remember you for." Mm. For some reason, they turn up. So only, only, uh, only at the bridge. Only at the bridge, bro. Away from home, they get smacked. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say only at the bridge. The bridge. The bridge has been very weird the past couple of years. Very, very weird. Like it's not a fortress. It hasn't been a fortress for long. But 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 no, see, I, 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 Sorry, Grandson. And Enzo Fernandez to absolutely body Rod Rodri. Ah, you see that specific matchup. Now I'm saying the cheeks. Also, 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 see this confusing me because 16 days ago you beat them 4-1. <laughs> uh, just now, just okay. now. Exception that proves the rule. How about that? Ah, uh, boy, like, Newcastle. New- like it could have been six. Newcastle, Newcastle beat them 4-1 at the at the <laughs> changes, bro. But you see, the thing is, I think Newcastle has the same charm. Uh, Newcastle also beat PSG for 
But th- but that's what I mean. I think everything you're saying is true because I know like the notable games of Chelsea and what you're speaking to are the two two against Arsenal, where they you know they they could have walked away with that, and then the four four against Liverpool. Yeah, at the bridge. I'm telling you, at the bridge, it could happen. Okay. If the it, yeah, I see what you're saying about the bridge. You you, you feel okay. me? It, if if the racist chants are heavy enough, they can do it. Mm. Yeah. So I'll say this. I think. Purely because I think Thiago Silva won't be playing, Chelsea have a chance. I, Damn. I, 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 I think that because he won't be present, the, the odds of them showing up a bit differently are a little bit higher. I think, I think Chelsea, they haven't, they haven't turned a corner per se. I don't think they are a massively better side right now. I think that there's, again, it is because it's a big game. There's a much clearer know-how of how things are going to go. They know that they're not going to have lots of the ball. They know that they can't or rather, yeah, that they can't and they shouldn't be trying to aggressively impose themselves. They kind of have mm. to be tempered. Mm. They're going to go into that and think we're not letting Haaland get a sniff in the first first 20 minutes. Yeah, you don't want to give them space. It's, it's, it's the basics. It's the basics. They're playing. I'd like to go play slightly higher than Thiago Silva. Um, just, you know, just a bit closer to him. I want to say something about the Thiago Silva thing. Because yeah. I think in an earlier episode you, of the pod, you were saying that... Thiago Silva holds Chelsea back. Mm. I think you were saying that this is a man who should be with his wife and children. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. What is he still doing here? I now that that he's not going to be playing, do you think that that will change? If, if let's say if Chelsea do poorly without him, mm. do you think that'll change your mind? Or if, if they do poorly without him, yeah. Um, no, because it's not that I think Thiago Silva is like a terrible football or anything. It's just that. What Chelsea are trying to do holistically, like without him, mm. like you can see that their approach is different, how they play is slightly different. I think they just don't match anymore. I think Thiago Silva is meant to play here and there. Like in the same way Johnny Evans has played like lots of the season, it's just like he, he shouldn't, he shouldn't, have done that. He should, he shouldn't be playing like that. Yeah, yeah. Like Thiago Silva is 39. He is 39, and all of his, all of his faults right now are because of time. Mm. It's, it's not a quality thing, it's did, time. It's didn't, time John Terry, didn't John Terry do that in his last season for Chelsea? Um, he did, and he played in the back three. Yeah, the back three, they, the sporadic they, thing. There you go, and then Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea won the league, and the season afterwards, they finished fifth, I believe. Mm, true. Yeah, I, I, like there's, there, mm. like, there's a time and a place for the, the old head to lead and to be what he is for, for, for his team, but I, I think Thiago Silva has taken too much of a focal point for a side that has maybe five centre-backs, that are all young, all need game time, and Buddy Ashiel, Wesley Fofana, who's always injured. And uh, of course, there's there's Disasi, there's Chaloba, you know, like there's lots of different players there who quality wise are definitely not the same level as Thiago Silva, but just players that they need, they need the chance. You know, yeah. it's like I... they have to start <laughs> trying to move away from just their reliance on him. It would be like if Arsenal was still desperately trying to play Mertesacker in his last year. It's not like granted he, when he needed him for that one game against City, he was there. Yeah. And those kinds of players don't lose that quality. But week to week, it's not we, we, like it's, I don't think it's the best way forward. Uh, Sheiks, you're saying? I think that's fair, <clears throat> especially that last bit you added there. But it's it's a very important thing to 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 also just factor in. Similarly to like David Luiz at the beginning of of uh, Arteta's tenure, Thiago Silva is the only centre back <clears throat> that can play how Poch wants to play. So a lot of the mistakes he makes 
are on account of the rest of the team, the rest of the units not being at that level, at that quality, right? Because we look like look at Arteta with Luis. We forget that David Luiz, for his generation, is probably a top five centre back, right? And he came into an Arsenal side that had Mustafi, Socrates, you know, Holding, Chambers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So sometimes when you are of a certain quality or a certain standard, this is a guy who played at AC Milan, PSG. And you're around guys who don't have the same composure, who don't approach football from the same perspective or with the same ethos in mind. That immiscibility can cause cracks and make mistakes, right? I, it, it, I, I call it the passing drill, the, the, the passing drill effect. You guys ever do a passing drill? The, if the starting pass is shit, no matter who is receiving the ball to, to lay off or to, to pass thereafter, it's going to be shit. One bad pass fucks up the whole drill. So it's kind of like, that the chain is broken when Louis, when Thiago Silva is there. So I agree with what you're saying with this city game specifically. I think <clears throat> the Silva not being there forces Chelsea to play, maybe play a bit higher, maybe be a bit more aggressive. Maybe it does, and that and, and, and for once off, I think it can work. But that only works against teams, in my opinion, where you know you are the underdog or where you know you are. It's an uphill battle. When you're playing against these smaller sides who have that same doggish mentality, you are now making it a scrap fight. And that's where games like, um, you know, the ones against Wolves and at Arsenal, where there's a tall striker like Raul Jimenez or someone will make all the difference. You don't want it to go to chance in those games. In those games, you want to control, you know, if you are the better team. So I, 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 can, I think you're half correct, just from my perspective. I think um, Silva does hold them back from the perspective of, you know, these big games. But when it comes to a week-to-week, I think it's the opposite. I think Thiago Silva is needed because this Chelsea team, it honestly feels like a Sunday league team at times. They just don't have any wherewithal. You know, it's just like vibes, energy, chaos, excitement, kind of Siva referencing Cole Palmer and kind of, you know, I know you were joking, but see, but honestly feels like he does it sometimes. You know, he looks at the boys and says, come on, come on, lads. You know, it's, it's, it's time. And that can help, but it can also be the reason you, you lose really winnable games. So I hear you, and he does need to move out next season. But I think for this season, without Thiago Silva, and I'm sure Potter will tell you this too, bro, that, that locker room is in shambles. Can, can the centre-backs even speak the same language? Um, Thiago Silva also can't speak English, but yeah, they, de- they definitely can't speak the same yeah. language. You don't think it's French? No, no <laughs> I think they probably, they probably speak French, but Thiago Silva can't speak English. That's true. So that's true. That's true. you don't think so? No, no, it's no, it's fact. God, like can't speak English. Yeah, his, like he's been learning. He's been learning, but like not to that high level. Like Oxford really? gets largely in French. <laughs> he can speak three languages. He can speak Italian. He can speak Portuguese. He can speak French. He can speak. You'd think that someone who's a polyglot in that regard would take to it a lot faster. Yeah, mm. you forgot one crucial factor. He's Brazilian. Oh yeah, Brazilians just don't be speaking English. Eh? It takes a while. Mm. And also crucially, he got here latest. True. It true. was initially a one-year deal. Yeah. Like it wasn't really. Two, he he knew two people from before. Yeah. They didn't need to speak English. Except, like, except, except, except for you know, it was very surprising to see Ronaldo Nazario can spit English full time. I think I was. Am I wrong for being shocked? Uh, Cristiano. No, no, no. No, Ronaldo Nazario online. Oh, 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 right, right, right. No, I, um, I feel like he knows how to speak English because he's multi. 100%. He, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a worldly Brazilian. Mm. He, he likes things. He, he likes he, things. He, yeah. he, he does lots of things. Mm. Like, he watches English movies. 
Yeah, uh, also, I think the fact that you learn from Scarface, and, and I think I think crucially the fact that Beckham ended up in the same team as him, they seem to have a friendship. Yeah, that kind of thing where you try and learn each other's languages probably. Yeah, yeah. As far as Norway, they still they still quite close now. I think that kind of influenced Gravison, even though he wasn't there for that long. You know, Owen, Owen, well. Owen. Yeah, Owen was yeah, there. Like, they, they were English speakers. I doubt, around. I doubt that. They, they definitely weren't friends. They definitely weren't yeah. friends. <laughs> but, but I'm just saying they might have just been like enough English influence. But yeah. particularly the Beckham, the Beckham factor, Madrid also touring a lot more in that time mm-hmm. to America, those kinds of things. Yeah. Can I? I can I? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Juice. I was going to say, can I ask a, a question for you to you guys? Uh, top three most worldly Brazilians go. Oh, no. Definitely up there. Kaka. Kaka. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dino. Dino. I don't think he speaks English, but I think he's very worthy. Just, just, just a, a, man, a cultured man. Yeah. But, okay. but hold on, okay. hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want to, I want to push back there. Do you, like, when you say worldly, I, I think he is worldly, but it's because he part, there are parties everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that, that, that's, no, but, that's, but that's, that's what, what I mean. we're referring to. We're saying yeah. people who, 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 like, they have to culture themselves one way or another, right? Yeah. So, like, so you... I, I you, would you Danny Alves is definitely not worldly. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. so, so, so you, you outrate, like, Dino goes to, like, a rave in India... And he learns about the Taj Mahal from people there because I know he's not going to the Taj Mahal. Do you see what I'm saying? No, but but someone had told him to go there. Yes, like like he has. I think he picked up enough things. Like he, he's definitely like he definitely he's partied in LA. He's mm. been to enough. He's partied in South Africa. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, like Dino is well traveled enough. I think he, yeah. he traveled to Paraguay with a fake passport. Mm. Like he mm. does things. You're right. Like, 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 like I read Ronaldinho's Dino's uh, translated translated book about yeah. his his best journeys post retirement. I'd love to read about what Ronaldinho has done since he retired because I know for a fact he hasn't gone to yoga. No, yeah. <laughs> listen, listen, he, listen. He didn't take an accounting class. I know. Do you know what's so great about that? I don't even know what he does. Yeah, but he's still rich. Yeah, he, he <laughs> hasn't finished it. Other players are broke. Can I tell you guys? I don't know what this guy does, bro, but he's definitely he's been to jail. I, I honestly, I would love I... to hear a little bit of his Boys, 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 can I tell you something? This is our yeah. clip. This here is our clip. Forget the other two. <laughs> this is our clip. I'm going to take note. This yeah. is the clip. <laughs> Oh, but uh, we're still saying a top five. Um, we, we had, like we said our nine, we said Kaká, we're saying Ronaldinho. Oh no, I asked for, um, to, I asked for a top three. Anyone. I asked for a top three. I asked for a top three. If you want to go five, you can go five. Yeah, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say, I, mean, I have to include Neymar, Neymar because he, he he clearly just has an interest in the world at large. He's 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 somewhat friends with um, with Steph Curry. You know, he, he has a friends with Justin Bieber. You know, he's he's a massive fan of, of Batman, <laughs> the Joker, for whatever reason. You know, like he, he has an interest in these things. Like, like, never could go live in America, it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Mm. You know, like, that, like that's where he'd retire to, kind mm. of thing. Um, after him. I, I, if I could, if I could, if I could interject, yeah, I think after him, we're now going to have to look at one of the, like, the, the, the boring Brazilians, like your Lucios. No, I would actually say Marcelo, but I don't know. Marcelo strikes me as very Brazilian. Yeah. Yeah. He went. He, went, he left. He left. This is a family man. He, he he left Brazil. Went to Madrid. Then went straight back home. And then yeah. his kids is like academy in Madrid. Like yeah. I, I feel yeah. like I feel like Barcelona's life is very much triple. Like that's that's who he's that's who he is. It's very true. Very true. 
I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm telling you, I'm feeling like, I don't know why Lucio's just the first person, but like Lucio's career, you know, he was in Germany. No, he's, he's definitely well traveled. Yeah, yeah well traveled. Italy. He can speak German. He can speak French. He can speak Portuguese. He's, you know, yeah. he's someone who who has life experience. Like mm. I'd like to think he has like a certain perspective. So, so, sorry, sorry, boys. Uh, I just just googled. He he retired in India. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that gives if that gives you extra points. FC um, Go FC Goa FC Goa. What what year was this, by the way? On, 10, on your records? Twenty fifteen, <laughs> and then he he, 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 he oh no, he, so he played he played there for I think it's three four months, and they finished his runner ups, and then he went back to Brazil and uh, retired at at Gama, twenty seven twenty twenty yes. You see, if you if he had stopped at India, I would have said yes. He went back to Brazil, and his career started in nineteen ninety seven. He retired in twenty twenty. That says to me he did the Brazilian thing. He finished the coin. He finished the coin. No, 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 no. He, he, Lucio, Lucio, he, he's, he's, a, he's full blown Christian. He's an evangelical. So you know there, there's, there's. Uh, yeah, no, okay. he, he, he goes hard. He goes very hard. I know if I had the thing, him and Kaka were like trading Bible verses once upon a time. Okay, okay. No, look, I'm not mad at the Lucio shot. I'm not mad at the Lucio shot, especially since so much of this conjecture. You, you, you've given us a strong name. You've given us a name that we all know. Yeah. Uh, I think an underappreciated since back in his time. For sure, for sure. So I, I'm, I'm happy with that. I, I, isn't, he, isn't he a Leverkusen loser as well? He is. Yes, he, he was. He's part, oh, yes. he part of Leverkusen. Oh yeah, he was yeah, part of yeah. that team. Oh my god, yo. Yeah. Okay, so enough about the Brazilians. To end this off, I, I think that it would be we'd be remiss to not touch on uh, the most predictable title race in Spanish history as Madrid put an end to Girona. I don't know if there's much to say about the game. The better team won. Yes, the team that has Jude Bellingham, Vinicius, Rodrigo, put, put an end to a team that was without Daily Blind and was relying on uh, Eric Garcia. I, I, I don't think there's anyone who, if you had no context attack to this season, who would be shocked at this result. Even with the context, you're still not that surprised. Absolutely not. So yeah. there's not much to say about the game itself. Um, Savino has already been confirmed as leaving to go to Manchester City. So, so the question now is, I want to ask you, Sheiks, do you care at all about Girona at this point in time? Because they feel at most like a proxy for young, talented players to prove they might be good to maybe get a move to the, the big club in, in the City Football Group. Does any, of the, does any of what they do really matter for them as an establishment? And, you know, just going off of my last appearance on the pod, I got a few people coming at me saying, ah, oh, Sheiks, you say you you know ball, but you don't know the names of the players at Girona. Because I admitted I didn't, but this is why. That 4-0 was one of the most, and we're not talking about it, but it was one of the most underwhelming experiences of a football game. You know, just men versus boys, just from a, an approach perspective. But to answer your question, at this point, and it's a bit harsh, because if Girona can finish in the Champions League, that's an incredible achievement. But they're just giving the vibe of a, a, academy academy side that pays its players and just tries to sell them more for tries. You know, it just doesn't, it doesn't, I, I don't like that. I think they, they contribute to the problem of monopolies in leagues, teams that are run solely on that, that basis. And obviously, Girona haven't given us much to say that's what they will do, but the, the, the signs are there, 
right? You know, the the, the, the a signing mid a sale mid season, um, the the connection to City Group. So uh, in terms of the the La Liga title race, it's it, I think it's over. I mean, you know, it's only five points, but the way Madrid look, barring significant injuries, I don't think. I, I just don't think I don't think Girona have it. I think Barcelona are confused. They have CTE and Atletico Madrid have been just so disappointing that a really bad run. I know they've been better now, but they're too inconsistent. So yeah, I don't care about uh, Girona at this point in time. It was fun whilst it lasted, um, and I think La Liga is quite yeah. The the run the the, the end of the season is going to be very boring to to, to my estimation. Yeah. Well, for, for what it's worth. Um... I, I, I feel I agree with a lot of what you're saying. I, I am very sad that already they've been spot like this. I'd like to take this moment to just give a big shout out to uh, Diop Bixler. Uh, I, I have a lot of time for him. In a world yeah. where we don't go out and sign like a top, top nine, if we were to sell in Ketia and bring in Diop Big for like 20 million, I, I wouldn't be upset. But that's a different conversation, different day. Siva, where do you stand on the Girona matter? Are you at all moved? Do you do you give a damn? Is there anything at all to write home about here? Uh, honestly, well and truly, Girona's the the most impressive thing to me about Girona is that they're such a small, underfunded club, and they've they've pushed it this far. Mm. Um, it was the friends we made along the way. It was really the friends we made along the way. Honestly, it, that 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 perfectly sums it up because. Also watching, I agree with you, Sheiks. Watching Drona versus Madrid was like, oh my goodness, this is this is who Madrid are up against. This is the big bad giant killer. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, like, I don't know if it was biblical times and they were versus five. Kind of feels like that. Like, mm. like it kind of feels like okay, like in. in You'd say like if things were real, if like if, yeah, like literal, like okay. David won straight for us and Christianity, I guess. But I mean, um, day to day, day to day, Goliath wins 99 out of 100 times. Mm. And like, that's what it felt like watching this. It was like, this is so mismatched. This team, this Jonah team, is not necessarily bad. I've also got a lot of time for Don Bake. He's, he's really good. And I think he should move. I think he should go to Italy. I love Italy. I love Serie A right now. And I want uh, players like Brahim and Don Bake and stuff to go there because I think but I digress I'm saying that with Girona I am not looking at this team being like oh you know there's a Kante there there's a Vardy there's a Mares no man like they they, props to the tactics and coach and inspiration and pure footballing grit but as a as a purist I look at this Girona team and I'm like yeah uh, it's fine if they don't make it man they they don't have they don't have the chops they just don't have the chops and then so yeah that's my view that i'm not very moved okay no fair enough so before we close off she you touched it very slightly and i wanted to bring it up i don't want to take too much additional time atletico madrid are 13 points of top spot mm. they fall off in a way that i didn't think that they would this season it's kind of concerned me so i don't i don't get it i don't think i haven't been like paying close enough attention i just keep like tuning in and they're just not performing how they were like they slowed down what would you put that down to? And is it possible that I was right all those years ago? Or is it just a bad run of form? And there's nothing to be concerned about about Simeone. I think, I think you were wrong, but you were also right. I think you were wrong in saying it's time to hang it up. But I think you were right in 
kind of emphasizing the staleness of Simeone and how he coaches, how he heads a club, because that's kind of what I I pin their inconsistent run of form down to. It's just a lack of a lack of assertion into what they are. And I, I, I think when I, when I say stillness, I think you can only be the underdog for so long. And a, a lot of Simeone's coaching and the way in which he's headed Atletico Madrid is from that perspective, right? It's from the perspective of we are, we are not, we're not supposed to be here, right? The, those two, those two rivals right there, those are the guys. We're the outsiders. We have to, you will our way to the top. And I think that's a really good way to approach coaching. But, you know, this is what his, like, ninth season or something crazy like that. Maybe even more, more, more. Yeah, however yeah, many. Like, like 12 years. Yeah, 12 years. Like, after 12 years, and now when you look at your squad and you have, you know, one of the best players in the world in Griezmann, you have a, a World Cup winner here, a Golden Glove winner there, a Spanish international here it kind of gets stale. And I, I, whenever I look at Atletico play, because I do tune in whenever I can, I just, I just see a very disgruntled, just there's, there isn't that synchronicity. There isn't that, that, you know, we always talk about the, the most beautiful thing about Liverpool and Klopp, uh, that this era that we've been in was the synergy between Klopp, the fans and the team. Atletico Madrid seems to have this disconnect, this admissibility, because it's almost like, and this isn't, I'm not, I don't mean this literally, but it's almost like when they start playing too well, it's a problem. They need to be adversary or they need, there needs to be obstacles for them to overcome. And it kind of shoots them in the foot. They'll be dominating a game, but not finishing their chances. And then they just capitulate mentally. Fans get frustrated. I don't know. At this at this point of Simeone's tenure, I'm more afraid of Atletico Madrid when they go behind than when they go ahead. You know, and and yeah. I look I look at the games against Girona. I look at the game against um, um, Getafe where they where they, they they threw that that lead away in like the last minute of the game. Uh, granted, they did. I think they got a red card. I don't I don't remember. I think yeah. I think Savage got a red card that game. But it's like. Those are examples of what I mean. It's like when they're when it's like, okay, yeah, finish your food. Now it's a problem. But when they are three nil down or two one down, and then Simeone starts doing that to the fans, you're gonna see the real assets go. So I think stale is whilst I don't agree with what you were saying holistically, I think there was truth in that point and in, in just the staleness of Simeone and how Atletico Madrid are in, at a point where it's like, okay, you're the guys now. You should look at Madrid, Madrid as your equals. You should look at Barca as your equals. But he's still preaching fear. He's still coaching from a sense of fear, a sense of, you know, I don't know. I don't think that I, – I think you need to evolve with the times. And Madrid, of course, have stars, but these stars aren't the stars that were before. Barcelona have stars, but these aren't the stars. The, the stars of the past generation were truly all-time. Forget generational, all-time. So I understand – preaching fear to your players but you you know this madrid team if i'm Simeone, i'm saying to i'm saying to the De, paul dude go kick go kick him. you may fail but go man mark him you won a world cup who cares what that he's 100 million or whatever go go uh, who, um um who i forgot their left back um 
uh, I, 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 I love him. I forget, I forget his name. Lino. Yes. Uh, Lino. Lino. I'm saying to Lino, like, dude, man, Mark Rodrigo. I'm saying to Llorente, man, Mark Vin- Vinicius, because you don't afford them that respect that you gave Messi, Ronaldo, Bale, Benzema. But it seems like there's this, uh, I don't know. He didn't evolve at the time. So I think that's where you were right. Okay, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Uh, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to an, an incredible episode of The Best of a Die. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. Uh, Sheikh, your closing notes for our listeners. Closing notes Closing notes for the listeners. Uh, Liverpool are done. Enjoy the last four, three, four months of, of this. <laughs> it's, it's all over. <laughs> Mr. Masala? Um... When Liverpool win the Premier League, <laughs> when they do uh, in 2024, I will say that you will never hear the end of it. All of you, forever and ever. This is this is, this gives me everything. Um, that wasn't going to be. I just had to retort on what Sheik's is last word. My exciting rattle. My, got him. My real final words. Um, my final sentiments is that I think that Real Madrid and Jude Bellingham um, have seriously, seriously impressed me this season so far. I really want to say this because I feel like Jude Bellingham can, like, really can win the Ballon d'Or next season. I think that if he wins the Champions League, if he wins Euros, which is also very possible wins the league as well, um, and stays on the consistent high performance he's done. I think he can win a Ballon d'Or, and I'd really, really love to see a black player win the Ballon d'Or again. And I think it can happen. That's what I've been thinking about. Okay. Okay. Mine is Raheem the Dream is definitely bagging upon his return to the Etihad, and I cannot wait to see it. I hope he needs slides. Lads, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. It has been an incredibly fun episode of Base Never Die. We'll be back very, very soon.